0: Are you ready to be awakened and empowered in your calling and purpose? Are you a builder and shaper of the church, marketplace and society? Welcome to Transformation Generation Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Schneider, and I look forward to helping you get equipped as a catalyst of the kingdom in your sphere. Hello, everybody, and welcome to History Makers TV. I'm your host, Derek Schneider. I am so excited to be broadcasting with you right from Go Live TV. This is such a treat. And uh, also those that are listening by podcast, we want to welcome you as well. We're going to jump right into what I want to talk with you about today. It is the secret sauce okay, for apostolic Breakthrough, apostolic breakthrough in ministry, apostolic systems—the secret to ministry breakthrough. Now we must understand that God is not just the God of miracles and the suddenlies, and and we have come up very much so in a culture where you know, it's sort of like the McDonald's quick fix, you know, the McMiracle, I call it. And we can tend to think being a culture, a kingdom culture that embraces miracles, that believes in miracles, of course, we can tend to think that that's the way God does everything. But the reality is God is just as much the God of systems and processes as he is the God of sudden miracles. I love the story and the illustration Uh, Jesus gave when he was talking about the kingdom of God, he was trying to describe it. And he said, the kingdom of God is like, and he went on to begin to describe the tiniest of all seeds. He said, it's the smallest of all the garden plants. But when it is full grown, it becomes a great tree that stretches out its branches and, and all of that. The reality is God didn't just compare his kingdom to the tiniest of seeds, and he didn't just liken his kingdom to the greatest of all trees. That's the way I might have I might have described it. I might have said, look, the kingdom of God is the, the biggest tree that you've ever seen, and it dominates the world around it, but actually... Jesus likened the kingdom of God to a process, a process from tiny seed to great tree, a process from insignificant to significant, a process from small to big. God, anything that is truly kingdom, you must hear me on this one and (laughs) some of the greatest things of the kingdom that God does in the world, begin small and go through a process to greatness. This is just the reality. Now, I want to prove this to you biblically, that God is the God of systems and processes. And if you've just joined with us for the first time today and you're watching, uh, this is part of a series and we've just continued and picked up where we, where we left off. So real apostolic results come by way of systems and processes. And I want to introduce you to this today. Now, the ability to build a system is the key to major apostolic breakthrough. Nations understand this. Governments understand this. Business people understand this. And God, being the ultimate CEO, <laughs> okay, he creates something once and then subjects it to a system based on laws and principles. Now, that might have flew right by you, but I'm I'm going somewhere with this. Now, Amazingly, God is everywhere. As we know, he's, he's very much like electricity, you could say. And he chooses to manifest himself in earthly structures and systems. Although he is everywhere, he liked to show up on the mountain. Although God is everywhere, he liked to manifest himself in the box and the temple and in our lives. He manifests himself in special ways through special systems and processes. Okay, this is really important that we we grasp this now when you look at the book of genesis genesis chapter 1 we have the story of creation It's not just the story of God's creative ability, but it's the story of God's systematic thinking, his understanding of process. Amazingly, God created the world in seven days. It was a seven-day cycle. He did something on day one, something different on day two, three, four, five, six, and on the seventh day, he rested, and then the cycle repeated. And we see that when God is creating the world, he did it in a specific way. He lives and governs by the principle of creating something once and then subjecting it to a system. So, for example, light shines in every country. God didn't set his alarm clock and and wake up early to make sure he performed a miracle to get the sun to rise in Ontario, Canada. Did he? No. He created the sun once and then he subjected it to a solar system so that it can function without his direct miraculous intervention. God is just the ultimate CEO. And then he did this with the plants and the animals. He he created plant life once, and he gave it the ability to reproduce after its kind. He created all of plant life and then subjected them to a system of reproduction. In the same way, he did the same thing with the animal kingdom. He created animals once, and then he subjected them to a system of reproduction so that they, it actually says he blessed them to be fruitful, to multiply, so that they could function without his direct intervention. And then amazingly, God also did this with with mankind, didn't he? he? He creates Adam. And out of Adam he builds Eve. The original word there in Hebrew is he he builds Eve and he subjects them to a system of reproduction. And he says, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. So God actually uses systems and processes in the way that he governs the earth. This is really important to know for ministry's sake. Now, there are other systems that we can name and describe today. We know that there is the evaporation system. The the rains come down, they fill up the pools of water, and then the sun shines on the water, and there is evaporation. The water rises back up, and it's a system of reproduction. We know that bees, the honeybees even, collect pollen, and they go from plant to plant, and they, they govern this world without God needing to perform a miracle every time. We also know that there are systems such as ecosystem. We know inside our bodies. Did you know that our bodies are actually made up of complex systems? (laughs) It's amazing. It's it's not just a miracle, but there are systems within our bodies. We can name them. There's the the, uh, uh, skeletal system, digestive system, circulatory system. There's the Uh, Let me try to come up. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know all of them, but your whole body is made up of these systems that cause your body to be able to govern itself. And this is how God designed us because he understands the power of systematic process. A long time ago, there was a man by the name of Ray Kroc, and uh, he connected with the McDonald's brothers, okay? And you can guess what they came up with. They came up with McDonald's. And at that time, it was actually called McDonald's Systems. It became the the vanguard of all fast food. And you ask yourself, how can over 99 billion people be served a hamburger. Well, this is how. Ray Kroc actually was selling milkshake machines, and one day someone came to him and purchased a whole bunch of them, and then uh, Ray Kroc followed this man back to where he was setting up all these milkshake machines, and he watched how the man created a basic system, being able to serve people more milkshakes faster, and of course, he made more money. Well, in the same way, Ray Kroc then created McDonald's, which became the largest and fastest growing food chain in the world, because he set it up in a very systematic way. For example, when I pull up to a drive through and... And when I've shared on systems and processes in certain conferences, people really get a kick out of this. But when you pull up to a, 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 a McDonald's drive through you actually take your place in the beginning of a system. You look at the sign next to you and it shows you what you can order, what you can have to eat. And you select your items and then you move forward in the system And there's a box, and out of that box comes a voice. (laughs) And the voice is asking you what you want to order, and you give that voice uh, your order. Maybe it's the voice of an angel. I don't think so. But maybe those in the Bible days might have thought that. And then as you, you, you share with whoever that is in that box what you would like to order from McDonald's, You then move ahead in the system to the next stage and somebody leans out the window who supernaturally knows... (laughs) who supernaturally knows what you ordered, and and they extend a black box, and you take out a a tiny card, and on this debit or credit card, somehow there's a system set up that all your money is found on this card, And, and you take the card, and you tap this black box, and as you tap the box, Your money somehow is supernaturally, and I say that jokingly, supernaturally transferred from your card to the banking system. And your money is in process without you having to barely lift a finger. Then the next stage in the system, you you move forward, and now there's somebody else, a totally different person. (laughs) Who somehow knows what you ordered, and they reach out through the window and pass you your food, and it's all done in under three minutes. (laughs) Okay? It's the power of a system... And and God understands this, and those who who govern the world understand this. In fact, governments understand this. If you wonder why some nations are prospering and other nations are not, it doesn't necessarily have to do with the great prayer meetings or how long the prayer meetings are. In fact, you can go to some nations and nations where they pray more than you, they pray longer than you, and they've even been... more evangelized maybe than your country and yet the the, the nation or even the continent is still struggling with systemic poverty and systemic corruption. The nation has hardly been discipled. It's because wicked systems must be uprooted and replaced by righteous systems. So nations and the the greatness of nations does not necessarily rise and fall based on prayer meetings, but they rise and fall based on principles, Kingdom principles, kingdom values that are held in place by righteous systems. (laughs) Let that just... Selah for a moment. So we have to be people of God that both pray, but also go out into society and uproot unrighteous systems and replace them with righteous systems. This is how you govern the world. I want to give you a few principles now. And, and, and those of you who have done any network marketing, if you're watching and you've been a part of Amway or some kind of network marketing, you've seen the power of the systematic process. You've seen that Amway, for example, you probably have certain Amway products or items in your home, but Amway doesn't open up a shop on a Sunday morning for two hours for you to come and check out the product and see if you want it. (laughs) No, Amway actually has a way of making you the distributor of their product so that their, their dispersion of their product is not limited to a building. It's not limited to a two hour time slot. It's not limited to some, you know, sign and building on a corner. No. Amway is multiplied throughout the earth because it makes the human being their walking local shop and store. They make the human being their ambassador, their product carrier. How much more should we, the church, stop leaning upon the two-hour time slot? As good as it is, I believe in the local church. I pastor a local church. But I hardly depend on my time slot inability for people to come and decide whether they want the kingdom or not. No! I make believers, distributors of the product. Amway and these different companies sell products that make you look younger, make you feel better. But we as kingdom carriers actually have the greatest product known to man. Our product is Jesus and it allows you to live forever. He invites you into a kingdom. How can we restrict the glory of that product? How can we restrict the glory of the the greatness of this kingdom to a two hour time slot on a Sunday? No! There are many great reasons to gather every Sunday. But there's even greater reason to train, equip your believers and, and create systems and systematic ways of sending people out into society where they are carriers of that kingdom. And wherever they go, the kingdom goes. They become distributors of the kingdom of God, meaning there becomes no limitation to the walls of the church. Where we go, the product of the kingdom of God goes with us. This is why the church has to begin to think in a systematic way. We have to create charities, package kingdom principles, Many of our history maker graduates have learned it's not enough to just praise God in the building. It's not enough to just adhere to kingdom principles while they're in church on Sunday. But they actually have to create systems and processes and they organize charities and they organize community projects. And they find a way to to systematically bring the kingdom into the systems of society and turn the society upside down. We have testimony after testimony of graduates and kingdom carriers, we call them, who go into the society and they start a charity that rehabilitates uh, broken families. They start a project that that meets the needs of the homeless. They set up systems and programs within senior centers. They go into education and they create curriculums and they invade man-made systems with the, the kingdom of God and its principles, and then slowly uproot demonic systems and replace them with righteous systems. We call this organized righteousness. <laughs> you may have heard of organized crime. Have you ever wondered why certain demonic ideologies, certain corrupt organizations, uh, certain movements thrive in societies, even though society frowns upon them? Take sex trafficking, for example, or, or some drug organizations. Even the police are having a hard time stopping them. Even society wants it uprooted and out. But yet that crime or that demonic system or that demonic ideology... I'm trying not to preach today because I'm sitting down, but I've just got to let you know. That demonic ideology continues to thrive. Why? Because it's not just crime, it's organized crime. Well, imagine if the people of God began to organize the kingdom. Imagine if we began to execute organized righteousness in society. We would become like the leaven that no matter who didn't want us there, no matter who, what agenda wanted to reject the kingdom, that we would actually so infuse ourselves and the kingdom uh, systemically in society, that thing would be like leaven and the nation becomes discipled. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anyone can use a system, but those who create systems, they rule the world. Therefore, the ability to create a kingdom system and process makes you in the image of God. Because God created the world with systems and processes. We, we mentioned the sun in a solar system and everything's designed to function according to systems and processes. So the ability for a believer to create systems makes you in the image and likeness of God, the small percentage of those who understand how to create a system are the ones who actually manage and govern the earth. They are influencing culture, They are shifting culture because they created a system somewhere. My friends, we are people of the miraculous. We love the suddenlies of God and the sudden miracles. But can I tell you something? Did you know that McDonald's has outlasted every revival in our generation and previous? (laughs) Coca-Cola has outlasted every revival in our generation. Why? Because of their ability to set up their product in a systematic way so it outlives the inventor. In the same way, we the people of God must begin to think creatively and not just think spiritually, not just think mystically, but we have to think strategically and practically. God is not just a mystical God. He is the CEO who created the temple and its processes. He is the ceo that created the earth and its processes he has equipped us to set up systems and processes that govern the earth and bring kingdom influence into every sphere of culture hallelujah (laughs) hallelujah let me give a couple definitions in case you're writing something down today but the definition of a system A system is an interconnected series of persons, places, things, and events. They are self-sustaining and organized to produce certain outcomes. Now that's a complicated definition of a system, but here's a a general definition. A self-sustaining series of things working together towards a goal. So certain systems are necessary to cause a thing to function. Let me give you one more definition. If you're watching History Makers TV, you know that note takers are history makers. A system is a combination of structures and processes that produces a guaranteed result. This is why often we're waiting on God to do something, but God is actually waiting on us. We're calling on God to come down and transform the nation, and yet God is waiting on us to go and transform the nation. By uprooting demonic systems and replacing them with righteous systems rooted in kingdom principles. Systems, and especially righteous ones, exalt a nation. Let me throw this one out there for some of my my Jamaican friends. Did you know that Jamaica, when you talk about church planting, Jamaica has the most churches per capita of any nation in the world. (laughs) The most churches are planted there. A church on every corner. Yet the nation still is struggling with systemic poverty, systemic corruption, systemic fatherlessness. The principle is this, that the presence of just churches does not necessarily mean the nation is being discipled. Think about that. It's not really the presence of more churches that determines the transformation of a nation, but it's the presence of sons and daughters that know how to bring the kingdom beyond the four walls of the church and into society in a strategic, systematic way. They know how to bring kingdom principles into the society in a way that occupies territory. And it becomes like the the leaven of the kingdom, the seed that goes tiny to great tree. And they begin to occupy territory until the nation begins to reflect the kingdom of heaven. Did you know that Africa, for example, one of the most evangelized continents in the world... This is a good example. Most evangelized continents in the world and having the most resources yet has not been discipled and transformed. For some of my Nigerian friends that are watching, you might be interested to know that if, if, if every Nigerian that works works, were to be able to get through the traffic system, to be able to be at work on time, they wouldn't arrive late and they wouldn't leave early to fight traffic back. If just the traffic systems were to be altered, there would be a surplus of $40 billion in the Nigerian economy. Think about that for a minute. Just the shifting of the traffic systems in a nation can affect the economy in such a profound way we're praying we're seeking God for certain things but we need kingdom carriers that are able to go out and begin to organize the kingdom forget about organized crime it's all about organized righteousness and we infuse the systems of society with the values of the kingdom and the nation begins to prosper and the nation begins to come to Jesus because once you've experienced the blessings of kingdom principles Once you've experienced the blessing of kingdom lifestyle, it's just a matter of time before you want to meet the king, King Jesus. Hallelujah. So those are some of the main elements of a system. I want to tell you a little story of my own introduction to systems and processes. And keep in mind in our trainings, we teach certain systems like how to reach 10,000 people in a single year. Some of us pastors are not even thinking like that. (laughs) Because we think, I don't want to put a number out there. I'm limiting God. Let me tell you, when you put a number out there and you build a system to reach it, you are giving, you are giving God something to hang your faith on. You are saying, Lord, this is what I'm going for. And we actually demonstrate how to take 12 people and reach 10,000 people in one year, a thousand of which become members of your church. Thanks for listening to Transformation Generation Podcast. If you liked what you heard, visit historymakersacademy.com to enroll in one of our cutting-edge trainings. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, History Makers TV, or download our History Makers Society app today.